0: fill me in
1: on the uh drama of baseball
0: uh, the drama of baseball yeah uh, well should i, don't I want start... to hear anything good that happened i want to know
1: hear... well possibly. so kyle's been complaining over the past podcast episodes that uh um i we've been to pc and we've my takes have been too uh um vanilla let's go with that vanilla okay. um uh, I, I could tell you a story about how I lost my cool and yelled a uh, Legion umpire. So, probably a 16 to 17 year old kid off of a field. As a that, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I would call that a low point for the season for
2: me. And <laughs> so, you're talking to. Uh,
1: in a game it in Dakota, it? North Dakota. I felt so at the time, but you know, it's not easy to sleep at night when you realize you just yelled at a 16 year old kid and, <laughs> and and maybe told him he was garbage.
2: And he... those kids are in the prime of their life. They need yeah. a little bit of cutting down. Okay. Yeah. They, you know, they, they feel way good enough about themselves.
1: For all the good and level things I've said thus far about youth sports and how we shouldn't be so invested in (laughs) our kids. Boy, did I blow it epically.
2: (laughs) You got to be reasonable. We
1: all have. I didn't dip my toe in the pool of asshat. I went full into it.
2: Just jump in. We've all been there. Splash around. The water's fun. Uh, I was like I prefer that. I like a little bit of fun. I don't, you know, you... Vanilla people are vanilla, and I like a little chaos. Bring on the chaos, yeah, it's no, yeah. I, it makes it more fun. I don't know, I'm sorry, I there's those that don't agree, but uh, my nephew's got to fight at a charity golf tournament today, and like I said to Matt,
0: yeah, I was gonna uh, stop you tonight at Maple Lake, and uh, it was on the uh, what 17th TF, Kyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like
2: that, yeah. and I asked him, I said, well, I said. Appropriate, not very, but would you rather hang out with boring people? Yeah, I said I wouldn't, I'd rather hang out with people that are fun. So took
0: 25 minutes for them to tee off, though.
3: so that was <laughs> yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Gives the um, yeah, gives uh-huh. a real good handle on uh, what it's like to play on a tour or something like that, just the uh, sitting around and waiting. And
0: so, no, I think the PGA should implement that. Like, hey, you want to
3: fight somebody? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah
2: be very good for golf i think it would bring a whole new crowd if they just encourage like you got a problem with someone you should probably hit them yeah go ahead let's yeah. see what um,
3: well, happens yeah. since we're recording this if dana white steals this tomorrow <laughs> or he's going to represent us in court and then we'll end up owing them money but at least we'll have <laughs> okay.
1: yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'll be in that lawsuit and i'll be like even a good lawyer couldn't have won this. <laughs> um hey, Kat, have we yes. started with have we started the uh what are you drinking tonight segment i feel like we, we have up. not
3: we have not uh said who we are we have not okay. said the name of the podcast we've just sort of jumped right into it so this is i think setting the record hold open? open at 13 minutes and i showed up late for the cold by the way fashionably late rocking yeah. the gray beard and the baseball hat yeah you and
2: it
0: it's your sucker yeah
2: i think that i think we really came up with something about fighting in golf yeah. um I don't know. I think it's a I think
0: Let's bring this up
2: later. Right. I Not mean later. but if I worked for the PGA tour and we were spitballing, you know, what can we do instead, we do of, take, instead of Instead of
0: taking maps during watching golf, yeah. People would have people over. That's you know true. what I mean? It's yeah. a good
2: idea. It's a really good idea. And and a kid.
0: Is McElroy gonna fight Jordan Spieth?
2: Well, and then you're gonna you're gonna bring back um uh, the foul wolf guy, uh, uh, John, Daly. John Daly. Yeah, he's coming, he's coming back, baby.
3: Back. I think he has a son that's uh, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you got a legacy type of that deal? Actually Tiger's yeah,
1: I assume Matt's talking about actual golfers. I don't know because I watch actual sports, but you know, I, I, I can get behind that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, golf, yeah. cool. Golf. Nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can watch bowling. I mean, it's a
3: thing to nap to.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you, that uh, that does present a... Oh, I'm sorry, Kelly, go ahead. No, well,
2: I was going to say, if you want to get into some... Go down a rabbit hole that you'll enjoy. I watched a beanbag cornhole competition. <laughs> and I watched a fella born with no arms and no legs kick the shit out of everyone that he competed against. Who was it, is he
3: participating or an actual bag
2: per- <laughs> he was he was participating okay he was like not one of the bean bags um <laughs> and when i tell you this guy was so dialed in it was
3: how dialed it, in was he
2: So <laughs> dialed in. uh he Great he today. was just ringers every time and i was like this is something i could watch what was he doing he so okay. Don't make me reenact this because we're gonna go offensive here really fast. But so he had he had arms, but like no hands. Um, but this guy was fantastic. Yeah, like absolutely. Body,
3: well, good for him. I think I I think I'd watch that. as
1: well. well, for the record, uh, in words that are allowed to be said in this podcast, we've got rabbit hole and cornhole.
3: Yeah, right. Uh. Matt's out of the room now too. Anybody wanted to say butt plug three or four times just to <laughs>
1: Right. I, I have I have liner notes. Oh, I want to really. hear, hear Matt's feelings on uh,
3: uh Von Dutch and butt plugs. I mean, that's... Well, the,
2: the, you the see us with our zoo. Okay.
3: Um <laughs> the is coming up. Actually, now that he's gone, now that he's gone, we should say uh this show is called North Dakota After Dark on the Pull Tab Sports Network. And welcome to our guest, Matt Moreland. Yep. Hello. Do you wanna do the full introduction, Kelly?
2: Well, um, we live together. Wow, uh, so Crazy. that's why it was really easy to get him here. Yeah. Um, my husband Matt. Uh uh Your boss. Yeah, well, you know, I like to differentiate between my boyfriend and my husband. Uh, um yeah. this one's my husband, uh, Matt, uh, and he's on tonight. Uh he is a high school hockey coach and um he's played at many levels, um played High school, juniors, um, minor pro, um and not a big
0: deal. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he kind of I
0: lower minor.
2: I just listened to him on the hockey knowledge and then I paired it and then everybody's like, She knows a lot about hockey. And I'm like, Yeah, I do. Yeah,
3: to I wanna ask the one question I ask all our guests to vet them is do they have two healthy healthy calves? I
0: know I have one.
3: Okay, so okay, that's good. That's gets you in the conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, Are we talking
1: about cattle or the body parts here? Kyle? <laughs> body parts.
2: Body okay. Sorry, not
1: an egg ah.
3: part.
1: <laughs> hey, Can we blur that image out? That might not make the podcast right there. That might get the old uh, NS uh, not suitable for work on the podcast. I'd hate to see thirst our our podcast being rated with thirst traps.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's Matt's all about thirst traps.
0: <laughs> I take the shirt off,
2: It's
3: really hot in our (laughs) homes. Man, the air conditioning broke where you live. Um, So one of the reasons we had Matt on today, we've had a a pretty eclectic three episodes so far, ranging from a little bit of hockey to a lot of other stuff. So in an effort to bring it back, we thought we'd have Matt on uh, to talk a little bit about high school hockey in North Dakota. Um, So with that, I think the three of us will just be quiet. So Matt, you have about 45 minutes here. you're you're giving me nothing no all right uh i don't know what to say um so might
2: have to get you some questions it's
3: getting better i i actually i have questions so one of the things uh we had touched on in previous episodes is that this is primarily a north dakota centric podcast um in looking at the high school programs in the state we have not only, I guess it's, it's sort of a, a blessing and a curse to be, you know, right next door to Minnesota um, you have the opportunity to play a lot of good high school teams, but then we're also, I think in some instances, viewed as sort of the the little brother in the relationship and there's some negative connotations to that. So could you give your take on what it's like to coach essentially right on the border, playing a lot of Minnesota teams, having some success there, but also not maybe getting some of the uh, respect given, you know, the record your club's had against Minnesota teams the last few years.
0: Um, the respect side of it, um I will give credit due to, to like Eastside. Palmo's great, obviously loves the players. And then uh Hardwick, like they had the best team in Minnesota last year. Yeah. It, he came to us, right? Like or no, we went to them last year, but they had the best team two years ago where they came And to
2: you're us. talking about War Road.
0: Yeah. Um we have like Roso, they're always good. Playing with us um but yeah uh it's there's there's a yeah it, it, there's a motivation to want to beat them all the time just because it's hey uh you're north dakota you know and um you have great players here
2: and you've dealt with coaches even making that comment coaches well, out of minnesota i not, um,
0: uh, not gonna mention oh no,
2: i'm not putting anybody on blast but i'm fight, just saying like fight. that
0: Four or five years ago, we had a coach that came up there, defending state single A champions. They played us, so after they played us. Uh, give it away. <laughs> they played, they played East Side, uh, GD Side like five two, and uh, Palmo said, "Here, go across the border, play these guys." They didn't want to do it. Palmo said, "Hey, they're a good hockey team." Uh, we won ten now. So um, there's things that I think um in the the big scheme of things, like we're right there, honestly. Uh are we as consistent? No. But um we we produce just as much kids per capita, I would yeah. say. Um but um can we hang with the uh mid to higher let higher le- higher level teams? I think we can. Um especially if you, even if we combine both our own our one town. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we would I think we'd be double it. But yeah. uh but, yeah. I think so. But I, I, I like Minnesota. They the guys up here that are prominent, they give us respect. They 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 know that any given year we can win, they're gonna win. It's a good game. They uh they put us on their schedule for a reason.
2: And Red River too. I mean oh, I'll be, yeah. Yep, Red River yeah. same thing. I and mean, that's you know, Grand Forks hockey. Yeah. They Red River also always is it's your either team is really good. Yep. You never, you can't ever discount them.
3: Yeah. And now you're taking that thought just a a step further. And I know you've helped some kids in in the past move on from high school hockey. Do you think, um, what do you think the perception is once you get outside of our area, sort of, you know, Eastern North Dakota, Northern Minnesota, if you are someone calls about a kid and I I run into this at times too, where you have to like talk your way out of or talk your way over the North Dakota factor.
0: Um. So there's two sides, and I think um in Grand Forks has a bad mark on it, and I know you know this Kyle that the good old boys club, but they 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 don't want to leave. They don't want to go very far away.
2: Yeah.
0: Then you have the other kids that are like, yeah, I really want to. Then when it comes down to, they don't or they do. So it's, it's deciphering from the kids that want to or whatever. But um, I think in the last. Few years, kids have just like, what do we have? 10, 15 kids in the last five years spread out across North Dakota. All over the place, yeah. People. Not just Grand Forest Central, Red River, across North Dakota. They're yeah. all playing. 60. And that's fantastic. Coming from high school, not going to play AAA or not going to play here and there, but yeah. um, it is hard because um, North Dakota has always been depicted upon. As kids are good, they don't like it. And it's hard to get past that stigma to get them to move farther away from their comfort zone. And so I think that was a big thing for a lot of teams the last, I'm not gonna say 10 years, and then come back, but um, 15 years, that's five years since the kinda of teams kinda of stray from us. Now they think now they think they can come into North Dakota and get a deal. Yeah. Like have to um give them a tender, give them a, a draft pick or a, they don't want to waste anything on them. It, It's an investment. And uh now though that stigma's turned. Kids are wanting to play now. I mean look at the kids that Red River just turned all that there's Five of them going on somewhere. Wait, good school, uh, Beatle, Mason Ray's getting looks, he's coming back next year. But like, there's a lot of kids that are farming, fantastic. Oh, they're all going south,
3: and some north, which is good. Yes, some north. Correct, but but to, but to your point, at least there are you know it's not like oh, well we can send two or three kids to play for Minot and Bismarck and you yeah. know the high water mark now. It's as you know all over the country, different levels, different places, and those kids are also moving on to college too. And that's not only Grand Forks, but you know you're getting kids out of Fargo and Bismarck and yeah. Minot going on too. So I think it's if you. One of those situations where you stopped and paid attention to it. There's a lot more happening than a guy realizes. So I'm yes. hopeful. Just to, I guess, the point I was trying to make is, I'm hopeful at some point a guy won't have to say, "Yeah, I know, I know they're from North Dakota, but you know, used exactly. to drop that sentence from a from a pitch." And
0: the last three four years, it's not. I know they're from North Dakota, but are they from the east? Yeah, the west is west is producing players. Yeah. I mean, Kirkland-Irie's up at Major State. You got uh, Max and Big going to Oklahoma. Like, there's kids playing everywhere over there, and they need to stay there. Yeah. Not move on, right? Like, the whole state in the whole is getting really, really good.
3: Which I think is nice, too. And I, I think if uh, you, you just kind of touched on that a little bit, just, just to keep them home a little bit longer and that seems to be the a bit of the trend is having kids stay at home rather than leaving and I know you know you you played uh, played junior coming up. could you touch on that a little bit too maybe the differences between kids that were you know at, at your age the perception about leaving versus now and how the kids might be a little different maybe maturity wise or you know what you've noticed both from playing and now coaching
0: so um I had a conversation with Annie Schneider about this. Um back when we were playing, it was uh it seemed to us like there's more kids, BB, right? Like wanting to play. And um and I think there was really between Grand Forks and Fargo and stuff like that, there was a lot of kids playing closed Um back then it was uh let say there was less opportunity. So because the USHL was just getting into that 16 to 18 range, you know, where you had to, And then the NHL wasn't quite great yet. Right. So that was kind of a, there was a stigma on the NA. Like, ah, you couldn't go play in the NA. It was either USHL or Boston. Yeah. So there were some good players that didn't play on because they thought the U, the NA wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I wasn't USHL going to Lincoln Ball, I'm not. Playing. Um, but nowadays like there's so many good leagues and like we have a kid playing on our Wednesday night skate that played the NA three last two years and I think he could be a North American hockey league defenseman. Yeah. And like he was an NA three guy and he's in twenty year old or nineteen year old. I'm like I was shocked to hear that he wasn't already playing at that level so there's so many good players now that and i think mo- more kids are and i know in our program we were very um if you want to play play Doesn't no matter where you go develop your game you can end up somewhere So somewhere, if you want to play be the last guy playing in your class yeah that's that's what we try and teach these guys. And like back when I was playing, if you got a D three offer, you were like, nah, yeah, oh, good job. And now it's like, what do you want? Go play hockey. You're gonna get a scholarship. Go play hockey. You're playing college. It's good hockey. So nowadays, I think more kids are yeah. willing to stick their neck out there and do it, opposed to when I, because it was, there wasn't so many options.
3: And I think, you know, we touched on that with, uh, with Corey a little bit, maybe on the first or second episode, he has a, you know, a a son getting close to that age where it's, you know, there's sometimes there are some, uh, some temptations to lead town and play. And and Corey gave a very thoughtful and reasonable answer. And, and, you know, we chastise him for five or 10 minutes, (laughs) so well thought out and heartfelt. And I really, I'm telling I I that he didn't fly off the handle on something, um, but I think that's objectionable point to consider too is that it's it's nice that there are those options to stay and play and then and then go you know you're not you're no longer forced out at 15 or 16 to, to leave. Yeah. you know in my experience a lot of the kids um it ends up being a detriment you know it sounds exciting at first but maybe just aren't quite mentally prepared to be yep. away and, and go get into business hockey as it were so again nice that uh we have this i guess homegrown type of option me um Corey, Do you have anything else heartfelt reasonable well thought out and researched to add i'd like to object to that that's
1: leading and that is clearly a violation of my
3: uh character i just don't agree with any of that i'm not licensed in north dakota so your words don't scare me <laughs> i will not
2: be held to any of that
3: yeah all the flowing now Kyle, i have watched to, uh, enough
2: Crime documentaries on Netflix that I feel like I could probably like, you know, leaving and all porch and stuff. I I have a degree um in Netflix law. So
3: now like to follow that up. Quick, just all so. that
2: terminology, I'll know what you're talking about. Like. Okay, so
3: hypothetically, Kelly, if you were living in, say, let's pick a city out of the uh, my hat, say Salt Lake City, and you were a housewife, how a real housewife, and your son wanted to leave to play in North Dakota, what what would you say, yeah or nay?
2: Ooh, that's tough. Um, how would your friends take it? Yeah, that is a toughie. Well, it, I guess it would be for me on the opposite side, like living in North Dakota and having to send my kid to Salt Lake City because Definitely. they're a little crazy. What, does Wait, Utah, do they have any junior teams? Because North Dakota, yeah. we've but only got...
0: Why you bring this up, pal? Because uh, we've had this talk about if our kids are ready to go, would she be willing to let them?
2: They obviously need to live with their mom for
3: ten, twelve seven. more years. Yeah.
2: So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's uh, but I will say, I like that kids aren't going because, like, I remember when you played, there were fourteen-year-olds and fifteen, well, fifteen. Sorry, you yeah. couldn't go with fourteen, but fifteen. There were fifteen-year-olds. Yeah. I just kind of thought like. I, I don't know that I think a 15-year-old has the mental maturity. to. Some, no. I was just going to say, and I'm sure that there were kids that did great. It's just that I I would hope, not that I would stand in my kid's way, just want to be a little bit older because I would just worry that, I don't know, just m- mental maturity, I think, comes into play a lot. And boys in particular, mental Especially. maturity is a little struggle.
0: Especially with Jack I've been going on twelve, being girl crazy right now. So.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if you heard that the same way I did, Kyle. I heard, no, don't you say that. Stay that, that, as long as you
0: can. That's,
2: that's, what, right. I heard. Well, that's they, what I heard. Well, they can live with me forever, like we've established. This. he's not pro that, but I've already established that they can live with me forever. Kids so aside,
0: um, my personal opinion. As a coach, if I had a kid now, selfishly, yeah, would I like them to stay if they were gonna stay? Yeah, but if they are physically able to go play and mentally ready to go, I wish them the best luck. Won't even come back.
3: Would you change your mind if your kids play different positions? Like, would you send a forward over a defenseman or a goalie, or or by any combination thereof? I if my kid, yeah, just if yeah, hypothetically if. if would your opinion change based on the position that player was playing? Say, call it, you know, three to five years. Okay, three-year boys. Um,
2: Does that ever happen? Does that ever get? Off well, of, I, I have
3: I have a thought about this about when when to send players based on okay. position, and I'm just curious yeah. on, on Matt's take.
0: I um, I want to hear. So when we send these guys off to camps, if they make their camp. That we want them to call us and talk about what the coach has seen them. Yeah. And we kind of have a pretty good idea where they're at, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be good or whatever. But um, if their coach is Caleb Johnson was a great example, I'll throw throw his name out there. I know he will get mad at me for saying that. But uh, he called me after his uh Minnesota wilderness camp and um said, Hey, uh, I think I'm gonna stay here. I said, Okay, what the coach say? We'll tender now. And he said, "I'm gonna play fifteen to twenty games." I said, "Go." Yeah. He's gonna give you fifteen to twenty games. He played twenty five that. Game. Yeah. Oh, um, that was a great opportunity for a guy to leave. Her. Now, would I have loved him to be in my net? Absolutely. Yeah. But that wasn't good for him. He needed a challenge. Now, my kid, um. If he's going to be – if the coach says, yeah, you're going to be a third-line center, but Jet's an offensive guy, maybe stay one more year because I, I don't know if he can play that role yet. But if a Mace, uh, they do stayed on B-man and they're going to make him get uh, B-man and play his way into a higher role, I think in that case he can leave early. You know what I mean? Like, there's off, There's this type of player, um, brings into the consideration and what they have coming.
1: Yeah, Matt, would you say that? Sorry, Kyle, I kind of want to sneak in before I would because ask I ask
3: you the exact same question. So that's perfect. Good timing. Well, I
1: I, I want to make the uh, no knowledge dad who's got no hockey experience question. So then you can tell me how dumb the question is. But when you when you talk about the different players and whether they can go up doesn't it depend on what skills that player exhibits at that age and that position so let me give you an example maybe it's a defenseman who is an extremely good offensive defenseman but his defensive game is behind or a forward who's uh, he can score but he doesn't want to give up the puck ever uh, and your your goalies tend to develop to my knowledge um much later in life as far as you know you see guys coming up in the NHL you don't usually see young guys you see guys hitting what 24 yeah. through yeah, 27 24,
0: 24, yeah.
1: yeah so th- does it matter what for the various positions what parts of their game are mature
0: um when we this is the only way I can answer when we send guys off and when when I not when I when we try to develop guys at Central it, it you, you have to have a secondary game right mm-hmm. so if you're a goal scorer, you're a playmaker or whatever you are that's your that's your first game we're going to develop that make you dominate that aspect of your game but you better have a secondary so because when you go your first year odds are you're not going to step in as a if you leave early you're not going to step in as a 17 year old odds are against you that you're going to step in as a first second line so, like, when I say Jet, like, he's a very high-skilled guy, has some things to work on physically, whatever it is. If he were in that role where he can win some draws, whatever, but he has to work on things, he doesn't have a secondary game set. If he leaves early, he's going to be put in a situation where he can't adjust, and that kills confidence. But now, now Mace is a...
2: These are our kids, he's talking about for anybody. I'm just kid. saying, like Mace, our 11 year old or eight year old, But Mace. hypothetical
1: children that you've made up in your mind. Yeah,
0: you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, kids. They're, they're complete opposite players. So, like, Mace is more of like a just, I want to play defense, I want to do this, I'll skate the puck when I can. Third, he's not as skilled as Jet, but he has like that second style. Like, you can kind of fit that role, that mold. So, If he made a team and the coach says, yeah, you're going to be top six, you're going to have to play your way into that five, four, five role, whatever it is, Um, but you're going to be in the lineup, maybe in and out here and there. But I think that he would benefit from that more than jet going and filling that fourth line center role that he doesn't, he's never played before. You have to go into your first year of junior having a secondary role after if you can adjust mentally, you will be your confidence. That's my opinion on it. Um, I know a lot of guys will agree. If you leave too early and you have to fill a role that you're not used to, and you can't do it, coaches just play you. You, you play yourself out, not in. You know, that's that's my thought. Did I answer your question? Is it? Yeah. You?
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for for both, and I think Corey, I think is that. Yeah. Oh no, that that, yeah. that was
1: exactly the question I was asking because it's you know it's it's the proverbial what what's the best spot on the team? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use baseball language, right? So you you always hear about the kids. You're like, oh, I had to play the outfield today, yeah. or my kid's not a center fielder; he's a shortstop. And what I tell my kids is, you know what the best position is anyone that's not on the bench so you start talking about you know yeah. developing the secondary skills maybe maybe you were a goal scorer for your team but yeah. on this team I need you to kill penalties and yeah what What can you do at this level and and that's kind of why I wanted to ask about the maturity you You said it better than me Matt like, right what's there. the maturity of your game much different than
0: what the skills that you have are exactly and we've had kids that are seen like when we first started we had a kid that was dominant in youth hockey he he was like the go through puberty for guy right like big um, and um got to high school and it wasn't quite it it got too fast right like he he could skate and i as his senior year came i just said um you can either uh pout and not be in the lineup or you can switch your role as a fourth line center you're going to kill penalties and you will get a regular shift if you do your job. And he's like, yeah, every time we got a penalty, who's the first kid looking at me on the bench? Him, right? Just wanted to be on the bench, wanted to be on the ice to block shots, wanted to do that. And then if there was an opportunity to, like, be a defensive center, who's the first guy looking? Me, hey, I want to go. So there's that. If you can get them to to get to that, like, I thought that could – get Actually, probably could add a career after high school just by his mindset, right? Um Matt, is there I'm sorry to interrupt, but is there anything
1: better as a coach than a kid who owns their role and then thrives in it?
0: Nothing. There isn't. No. Because you almost call on him more. Um
2: I that's something that I've kind of learned too, and in watching him coach and everything is um you get that superstar, star syndrome mentality, you know, where like that's the only person that has something to offer is the superstar, the standout. But that's, I mean, as you learn more about it in, in any sport hockey, but also, you know, like you said, even with baseball, just that idea that you can have a role to play and you can play that role well, and it may not be the superstar role, but that doesn't mean it's not important. And it doesn't mean that we don't need you to play it i you know i mean that and i know what kitty's talking about and everything just unlocked for him when he saw that like well i don't have to be the superstar to still be an important integral part of this team and yeah you
0: played 15 minutes a night
2: right it, no. it, you just saw him you know but and before that because he had been the superstar he was struggling because he was feeling like, well, if I don't have that identity, what identity do I have? Yeah.
3: Now, to to blend the two topics and and play devil's advocate here, would you change your mind about when a kid should leave based on what their long-term goals are? And my example is if they have that secondary skill set or secondary role and they excel in it, the further they go, not many people say from a junior team, junior teams, maybe a little different, say from a a college, not many colleges come look and say, I need a strictly defensive guy that I don't care about the points, but I just need a face-off man. And I'll, I'll give them X scholarship. Would you change your, either of your opinions based on how far I'm going to push that secondary skill, knowing that player wants to go on play as far as he can. Um.
0: No, and my my prime example is uh, Mario Lemieux. He was never a big goal scorer, never a big. Uh, I mean, he he pointed and stuff, but like he was a captain at the University of North Dakota. And he'd had 25 and 40. He had twenty five goals. wasn't your biggest offensive guy. Um, I, I, if I'm if I'm a,
3: answering your question right, Kyle, you're you're asking if. It's really about t- timing in that secondary role. So you said, well, you can was good in that secondary role and not in like his first role. Like
0: he was just good in that secondary. Would I push him on? You very so saying? Or-
3: just we'll play devil's advocate. We'll rewind the clock a little bit and saying, hey, like this kid's got some skill as a as a defensive center. Yeah, I think I left him in high school, or you know, hey, play one extra year at bantam, stay in high school till you're a senior keep refining those offensive skills and then see where it goes or would you still be okay pushing, not pushing, suggesting he goes early, knowing you may have cut off the offensive role.
0: Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because Hey, getting beat defensively is also a bad confidence thing too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you're you're, you're not, when when you're not physically ready, um, to, to be a part of that, um, it's tough. Uh, Cole Spicer, who's just at the Bruins camp, um, he was our fourth line center as a freshman, and uh, he played ten minutes a night for us on a on a really good central team. And that kid went on to development camp, Honeybaked, all that stuff. Like he was a really good hockey player, obviously Duluth yeah. and Bruins camp. But um, at that time in his uh, development. That I feel like he should be uh going against uh was that a few really good teams out there. Um centerman on the D zone, D, a D zone draw with five minutes left. No. Yeah. Uh I don't. But skill-wise, his uh his number one attribute being a skill, he's on a power play. But um defensively, I didn't put him out there in no those situations to fail. Um, Cades, I, yeah, Cade Davy was a senior that year. We were up on Davies, I think 5-2 or something one game. And I put him out there with uh, seven minutes left in the game against Cades Davy as a defensive zone draw. Yeah. And uh, Grant looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, we're up 5-1, five, 5-2 five, five, games in hand, right? This is where they need to learn. Um I feel like I'm not I'm butchering this question for you, but oh, I'm cool. trying to
3: well, that's good. It's good to have examples. Just just how, just the thought process is really what I'm interested in. If they're good in the secondary role,
0: I think they're better. If they're better in the secondary role, I think they're uh ready more ready to move on in any any development stage. In, in my opinion. Okay.
3: So what
1: you're saying is they're elite at their primary role but their solid in secondary
0: role if they're not ready for that secondary role like i said cole is great as a primary guy he wasn't ready physically in his secondary role where i didn't put him in those situations of fail i gave him opportunity to play against the best guys when the end was right um and obviously he went on to have a great career and he's a great hockey player um I feel if the, if he was better in if he was bigger, stronger, better in a defensive role, he would have been more apt I would have been more apt to put him out in defensive situations as more offensive.
1: Well, Kyle, knowing that our viewership is
0: probably not younger kids listening,
1: that's what you call the the prototypical uh, write this down moment. like yeah. i I want to be a dude in whatever I do. Yeah. Be elite at your secondary role. I don't, I don't know how many kids actually take that in, and and own that. Like, okay, I know I'm a quarterback, right? I know I'm i uh, I'm a center. I know I'm a, a catcher, right? But what else do I do well that my team needs, or what can I do that my team needs that'll differentiate me? That's not my primary thing. I think that's 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 bulletin board material, Matt.
0: Thanks for explaining it, because I uh, went the you you went the shortcut, I went the long route, but uh, yeah, you nailed it right on the head. So.
1: let it be known,
3: I use less Mom words in instead of more. <laughs> now, as a follow up for Kelly, when you move away uh, w- with your boys, whenever it's time, are you going to do
2: right when I what, get my apartment? Fill it,
3: apartment, hotel,
2: Ooh, and uh, you know, probably probably apartment. I don't want. I mean. Hotel is appealing. It's not financially probably smart. And I don't do the billet thing. I think it's weird living with other people. Um not uh, I when boys do it, I'm always impressed with them because I'm like, it's kind of awkward, you know? No. Like, well, you're better than me because you yeah, get a good look. You miss McGill. Who gets to um, live
1: with you at the apartment? Is it husband, boyfriend, or mistress?
2: No, no, mom, just, oh. just mom. He's okay. gotta, he's gotta be, he's gotta go to work, so, and I gotta oh. be there in case boyfriend. my boy's
1: boyfriend. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I was boyfriend. gonna go pool boy, but it felt like,
2: well, don't you know, know these days. on the apartment complex. Yeah. You know, some of these places are not ideal. Yeah. Um, no, my wife has not so said... Ooh, he played juniors with a kid that's mom did get the apartment where they were at, and so. It, it's, it wouldn't be unprecedented, so I'm not even going to feel bad
3: about good it. Career too, yeah. and that that's great. And so just just to kind of trying to give a shout out to my wife, she has an idea uh, called Dorms for Moms, where moms will go and live. And now and now, just to be fair, I have optioned the movie rights to that film. It's going to be a little different, but Dorms <laughs> for Moms could really be a hit. Uh, but she would actually like to live in one, so you know you can contact her off the air. Yep. Yep. I
2: feel you like you're title before the adult film industry gets Yeah.
3: Well, Kelly and I are on the, the same, same page um, here. Same page. <laughs> it was just kind of a rom-com, but whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> your wife used to write um, descriptions for smut shows, so she'd be the gal. Like, this this week, this could really go somewhere.
3: I'm
1: going uh, to pop over to the adult movie internet jokes. database and see if this has already been used. Yeah. <laughs> I think,
3: yeah. Yeah. I think the release is some of the... Um, not, not the real good stuff though you know what i mean oh. right yeah right. so I, I guess what i'm saying for is years. i know her bona fides and writing all the good stuff No
2: yeah. storms for moms i love that so yeah. much yeah because that's just what every kid wants spread your wings and have mom be right there with you like some of them kind of do but like to a degree i think there's a uh i'm so glad i'm not living by my mom anymore situation
3: yeah yeah i would agree um Matt, uh, if you could fast forward the clock five years down the road, what do you think high school hockey looks like in North Dakota? There's a lot of, you know, every prognosticator in in the state has an idea about how to make it better. What would you, uh, if you had your druthers, could implement it now, go forward five years, what would it look like?
0: Right now, five years. um, If everybody stays in the state, it is going to be really, really good. Really good. I think, uh, we're on, we're on the path to be a really, really good. Uh, stage. it, it looks good. Uh, should I say good again? Uh, it's uh, really, really good. Yeah, Really, honestly, just, just judging by. Like I'm looking through some of the stuff like I've evaluated and there's some kids out there, it, it, they're it's, and I I think if we just kept them in house now, that the the challenge is keeping them in house. Yeah, I think we can uh, um, all compete against each other and make each other better. Um, each I don't know. There's kids from all over. Like there are some kids from Minot. There's there's a ton of kids from Minot that are really good. You guys yeah. know that. Yeah. Especially in our our kids age group. Um, above yeah.
3: them. Yeah. There's some really good kids and actually barred from saying anything nice about my not you can't yeah we don't do it. that oh, so. huh? but I hate, yeah, but I hate
2: <laughs> also no uh terrible
0: I, I think uh Bismarck's on the right path they're uh just starting out the new development uh sit- situation they got going on there Mario's there and um they have uh that good uh good hockey coordinator they're doing some nice things there too so um I think the whole state in a whole is looking real healthy I, I think we're really Really good. It's, it's it's We're gonna see some really good hockey the next. Well, I think next year is gonna be good too. Yeah, it's, next so year it, on
3: and yours. No, no changes at all. You just just sort of let it ride out.
0: My biggest change, Kyle, is just stay home. Yeah. We lose so many kids because they think everything is better. I I just. Um,
2: I think that stigma though that Kyle talked about, where sometimes you feel like you're almost like apologizing like or or not apologizing, but but You're having so? to sell the, you know, over the North Dakota part. Yeah. I think there's a lot of kids that feel though, if they don't go, if they don't leave high school and go play somewhere, um, that it speaks against them, you know, like that that's suggesting that they weren't good enough. They were only good enough to stay at North Dakota high school hockey.
0: Yeah. You, uh, you also have to keep in mind the amount of kids Carter School just made it to Oklahoma City. He's gonna go there, go he's gonna play, have a good career there, or whatever. And a lot of kids just there's five or six kids, especially from Red River right this year, they're playing on. But uh most kids played high school. How yeah. many kids did they try out against that played triple A, played other junior, played and they 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 beat them out. You right. know what I mean? Like it it doesn't matter. There's there's so many good hockey players here. If you just stick it out and play and want to get better every day, I think it just makes our state in a whole better. Like right now, and I think we need to do a, a service to South Dakota right now because I um, just saw that right up in the paper about their 1st NHLer out of South Dakota, uh, Walker Durer.
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah um really good player and it's I, I'm excited for it but like he was one of those kids that did the whole youth hockey Sioux Falls Brookings back to Sioux Falls you know then he what he left early or whatever he but he came back he just loves South Dakota yeah like let's promote them yeah we need like why not? Let, let's get more kids from South Dakota playing. It doesn't need to be, you have to pay 10 grand to go play hockey. Let's get their high school programs. Playing. So if we get a Walker Dewar playing hockey in the NHL, when he retires, let's let him come home, build another program to get these kids to go better. Like, we're so fortunate because we have so many kids, and so many people in Grand Forks that have at a high level Yeah, that come home and they just continue to teach it. And it's just tradition and our culture here. But like, why? Why kill it? You no. Know, why? Why not just build it? Matt, to that point, uh, I was talking to,
1: to my eldest a few uh, a few years ago, and I I said you, you don't understand the access you guys have to good coaching. Like, it, it, you're too young to understand these concepts. But like, my high school coaches versus your, you know, elementary to middle school coaches. Like I looked at a game he was playing, and on the bench was an NHL coach, a college coach, another college coach, and then a guy who had significant hockey uh, um, playing after high school. It's like the, the the access that we've been lucky to have in this area is insane. I, mean, I don't mean Grant Forks; I mean you go, we play benches anywhere. It's it's incredible the access and the training that these people have, and just saying you played the game at a high level doesn't make you
0: a good coach. I think we all understand that as coaches. You have to, good coaches are, are good coaches, right?
2: right? But
0: it doesn't hurt. And that's my point, though, to, like, the South Dakota thing. Let's let's build their program so those kids don't have to spend money. Like, yeah. Um, Grandparent Peronica's best quote was, when we first started coaching, he asked, what do you think the best hockey player in the world that's playing, right? The kids... Uh Wayne Gretzky. Ah, oh, he's retired. He? No, no, no. Where, 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 do you think he is? Nobody had an answer. He said, probably didn't play at all. Okay, he didn't have the courage to do it, or B, yeah. he didn't have the money. So, why are we limiting things to having to move up? Move. Why are we limiting? I don't. I don't like that. I want. I want to South Dakota. Yeah. Build that program. You got your first NHL. Life. Now, build that thing. We don't have to go to Sioux Falls Power. Granted, they're a great program. They produce great players. Play at Brookings High School. Play at Sioux Falls High School. Play at uh, Rapid City High School. Let let's Let's build these programs so then these kids that don't have the funds, don't have the opportunity, we need to get them out there. Because if you shut down high school hockey, <laughs> You're gonna limit the game to there's this many kids, yeah. you're gonna bring it down to this one And then you're gonna have the same exact player.
3: Yeah. I think other sports, even in South Dakota, have that figured out now too. Just just making that that pipeline sort of the standard. Yeah. And I think if you know, hockey figures that out, and I think maybe there's a role there for North Dakota too, with South Dakota is going down and playing them or, or you know, setting things up too, where they just like we have the opportunity to play against Minnesota teams or in the past have had that opportunity kind of pay it forward that way a little.
0: Right. And look at some of the teams that we played from. So they they took it to us.
3: Yeah.
0: Kids were younger. Like there were some nice hockey people in the whole state, but
3: yeah, but they're they're there.
0: Yeah. There's kids there.
3: So, So, you know, great, great point. Um, You know, we're nearly at time and, and Corey has some real burning questions for you that Corey's been Corey, Thousands. Corey was so adamant he get these questions out he wrote them down <laughs> have, have a sip get comfortable let's hear it all right number 1 uh, i want you to
1: tell me uh what do i like about my not north dakota
2: <laughs> why not mine
1: nothing absolutely nothing that's the correct answer sir yes <laughs>
2: <That's laughs> correct
1: they have the state fair yeah <laughs>
0: I'm going to pass. Thanks,
1: uh, kid who there. Who's driving to Minot
0: for a state fair? I, you know, I asked, a, I asked that question today to a buddy of mine I work with who he has, he's back in Grand Forks, but he has a house still in Minot. And I go, what the hell do you think they made Minot this spot for the state fair?
2: <laughs> Just enough open space.
0: And he goes, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> We've never gotten an answer to that question. Yeah.
0: If if you if
1: you describe the middle of nowhere, would it be my not North Dakota? Could be. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um.
1: Okay. Very serious questions. Um. Von Dutch hats.
0: How do you feel about them? Um. Answer I carefully. I think it's very uh uh. It's a nice look, in my opinion. Um, well, I had you, to explain to him. If you <laughs> weren't being held title
2: hostage, title. <laughs> I uh,
0: I had no idea about Von Dutch hats, Corey. Neither did I. <laughs> we we pulled up in front of Earls in Winnipeg, and a gal was walking down the street, and she goes, "Oh my God, Von Dutch! What are we in 2005 or something?" She said, and I go, "We were." What what's Von Dutch? Paris Hilton? She says, and I go, "No idea."
2: More so, a little more so, Nicole Richie. Um, but uh, everybody was wearing Von Dutch. Everybody who was anybody. Um, I don't know. I thought
0: the gal looked great.
2: Brody Jenner, you know, walking down. Uh, downtown winnipeg she looked winnipeg good i mean i'll say that but <laughs> works for me <laughs>
3: matt
1: here's the, here's the next burning question all right what is your best chirp
0: of all time uh, i'm the worst chirper on
1: the
2: oh track. oh bad. come
0: on give us something i'm a, i'm a like hey if a guy says uh you're terrible like i'm like that's not nice <laughs> um <laughs> That's you may my... have killed my follow up question, yeah, <laughs> I talk or I just whack him with my stick, or uh, he beats me up. One of the two It's the uh, I'm not a great trooper at all.
2: He's not it's a think on,
3: on his
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna
1: ask the follow up question, anyways, even knowing it's gonna be disappointing, much like my wife thinks. What is the worst thing you've ever said to a goaltender?
2: He has two brothers that are goaltenders too, so that can count. That counts. You gotta dig deep. We
0: have his spot. So, uh, <laughs> worst thing I ever said to a goaltender.
2: Have you ever like smarted off after you've scored?
0: I don't like. I just not my style.
2: Oh, that's oh. so stupid. <laughs> that's I
0: stupid. Up really hard, but um, uh, um,
2: like you, like I. This is why he married me.
0: Because so I would great. shit
2: talk so hard, I'd be like, "I bet you want that one back, huh?" Like I just no, just no, be okay. a piece of shit.
0: Here's a good story. Okay. Um, nothing I said, but what I did, my mom captured it in a uh, in a picture. So I came down, shot a puck. Brother Casey saved it because he was playing for Bismarck. I was playing for Fargo. And as he's covering the puck, I'm coming in with a two hand slash on his glove, and uh, you bet. I followed through on his hand and uh, tried breaking my brother's hand. And And um, because he saved my shot, right? Well, one of the toughest guys in the lead, uh, Nick Beetle, great guy, shout yeah. out, Um, grabs me and he's got me up against the glass like this. And he's looking at Casey going, can I hit him? Can I hit him? <laughs> and I look at my brother. and I guess this might be not a chirp, but maybe a begging question. No, please tell him not to hit me. You know? <laughs> Don't write them. <laughs> so I mean, if I don't, I don't ever talk to goaltenders because I had two two brothers that were, and uh, I'm always sympathetic to them. I do like scoring on them.
1: Okay, so I prom how much time do we have? I'm the worst. I, I so mean, sad. it's open ended, really. Okay, because I promised last podcast I would tell you the story of my my best chirp ever. So now I can get. Matt's opinion on my, what I think is my best chirp ever. I,
2: I think about it often since, since be you told me. You're quick. Right.
1: No, that wasn't the chirp. That was the worst thing I've said to a goaltender. That's what we discussed last week. Okay. So best chirp ever. We, were, we It was a beer league softball game. So old men playing beer league softball. So set the scene, right? And scene. And Sorry. so... This was probably when I was in my late 30s, which was feels like you know decades ago, and <laughs> what, what did you say?
0: My age is what you're saying. Yeah, decades
1: ago. <laughs> um, so I, uh, we ended up playing in a in a tournament. A group of what I would have called at that time younger kids, and it was cloudy out. And I got to first base, and I, I I actually in beer league softball accidentally topped the ball grounded a butt and ran it out to third base and I got to first base and this, these kids were chirping the whole game and uh, this kid looks at me and goes hey is it is it sunny out you know old man you, why do you need the sunglasses on your eyes because we pretty, pretty pretty sunny out and I looked at him and I looked at our dugout and I called time and I yelled at my dugout I said hey Gusto do you remember that time we were up in the iron range and you know we were at that bar you know that Woman who was topless, dancing on the table. Yeah. You remember that place? And he yells from Doug glorious moment of, of I'm gonna go with it. He goes, Yeah, I remember that girl. And I looked at the guy at first base and I go, I think this guy might be my son. <laughs> and you win. Yeah. He totally had nothing to say. Nothing to say there. <laughs> and then he
2: went home and had a weird talk yeah. with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, he looks
2: just like me. I don't he know what to, to do. The Iron <laughs> and don't freaking lie.
0: Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Rate me, Matt. Rate what a lead up. What a lead up.
2: Yeah. Like
0: that guy's going, what kind of bullshit? And then it just hits him.
2: Yeah, I love I'm, it.
0: That's oh. a trick
3: you can only use in baseball, though, when you have nothing but free time to stand oh. up for space. All sorts of free time. To
2: <laughs> yeah. They've already skated away. Here's uh, done. Get back here. One of
0: the best troopers I ever played with, though, was uh, Emery O'Lawson, a uh, Calgary guy. Um, he was like a stand-up comedian. Like he did after yeah. the game, he go and be a comedian. But anyways, we'd be playing and little we'll dust up what happened and guys are grabbing him, and guys, fuck, you know, if you you're saying swearing at him, They're and you swearing aloud. Oh, sorry, <laughs> out. Loud. You go, hey, ah, uh, stop, you jerk. You no, know? like, what are you doing, jerk? <laughs> no, just to watch guys just stop coming at him. You go, hey,
2: you mean me, stop man.
0: <laughs> Hey, stop being a mean guy, <laughs> <You're quick. laughs> and like they just stop. like, what? What? <laughs> and he would just completely belittle these guys just by being a dork on the ice, <laughs> and it felt bad for him, you know.
2: You can really hurt this kid's that's feelings, sad, sad. Yeah.
0: really. Most of really the best ones
1: that's awesome is that the best trip you've ever heard I mean uh, that's pretty high on my list of just being overly nice to a point where it' overly nice everybody
0: yeah it's, it is fun. uh no I, best trip I heard was against me okay <laughs> I wore graph skates and, right.
2: uh, he's hanging on
0: yeah Two <laughs> and three year- old reps.
2: giving me hey. three other people
0: yeah, yeah. Matt we'll, we'll
1: talk we've talked about it before but Parker and the orange sticks my my yeah. eldest his second hockey stick was a graph stick and yeah. i got a lot i got i caught a lot about
0: that one yeah yeah so uh i'm still hanging out of the graph skates, and um but uh it hurt my feelings a little bit but i was skating by i was actually a pretty good player at the time and the guy re- screams off from the bench uh i thought you had to be good to wear graph <laughs> and uh you know, like the four good guys, he had a gel graph. And then here I am in the lower leagues, like wearing graphs. And they're me about my graph skates. And I'm like,
2: ah. Don't <laughs> shut be, up. Don't Stupid. Feel bad.
1: I had a,
0: God, God,
2: that bad.
1: I had a kid this year <laughs> at baseball.
0: Yeah,
1: I had a kid this year at baseball do the same thing to me. Demoralize me. I showed up in New Balance turf cleats, a pair of shorts, and a t-shirt and the shorts were of regular length they're black shorts they were two just above my kneecaps and he looks at me and goes really rocking that dad drip today
2: aren't you <laughs> <Dad> <laughs> drip. that's it Kyle if I don't see t-shirts that say dad drip no yeah, yeah. I, rocking I, the dad I, drip rocking the dad drip um trademark right mark.
1: <laughs> Pal, we're going to do a federal registration
3: on that trademark tomorrow. Let's just get oh, walking on
2: that. dad drip. Aren't that you?
3: sounds like a you problem, not a me problem.
2: <laughs> Again, we should watch out for that, uh, the title dad drip, because if we don't copyright it, the yeah. adult industry is probably going to be all over it. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: you a double feature dad dripped and mom dorm.
2: Mom, dorms. mom dorms.
3: I don't want to watch either of these films. I'm not. Why not?
2: <laughs> Corey. All right, opportunities get less as you get older. Okay. Yeah. Gotta, and, I tell you, uh,
3: Kelly. Kelly gave, Kelly told the story at dinner today, and I think we probably found our star for mom dorm.
2: Oh hell yeah, she that gal has got to be available. Yeah. Um, oh, I did not
3: know where that was going.
2: Nope. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know where it did where it did go. Now there's OnlyFans, so so maybe that's what she's doing. I miss you the know? Vegas trip. Whatever. It was a good one. It was yeah. a good one.
3: Well, I tell you what, it's uh, we're a little over time, so I think uh, we're going to thank Matt for finally uh, showing up four episodes in. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's, yeah, uh, he's kind
2: of like Code Hockey. I guess that makes him qualified to talk on hockey or something. Matt
3: shows up on not 418. A deal. <laughs> Thanks to everyone. Thanks I for uh, to pull of sports for having us on.
2: Not just overspeak.
3: That's kind of my thing.
2: Kind of what you just did to Kyle right there. Yeah
3: hey that's fine we've had uh two guests now we've had our first american guest so look at us we're we're officially international so join us next week when we'll have another guest Corey's American. Name? oh or you can yeah. just yell out the window i yell i already yelled him out of window once today so let's keep it going okay, perfect let's let's keep that vibe going
2: let's keep those good times going
3: Every time he's out mowing the lawn, just you gotta yell "Dad drip" at him. Now you gotta see that guy's <laughs> shorts; drip. they are total dad drip.
2: Eric, Eric has the best dad drip. Got. Yeah. We're gonna gift you both those newbound the 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 white leather with the navy blue and oh. letter with the filling in it that I can only yeah. guess is Tempur mattress. Lamarou and you're Cup, both getting Lamarou a pair.
0: Lamaru Cup dads, Ooh. that's mandatory. Oof. dad drip t shirts. That's yes. some
2: BDE, big dad energy.
0: Jean shorts, yes, and some white New Balances. Damn yeah. it. it! What about? Do, does uh? Does maybe
1: we should make uh, it uh, stop make white uh, sandals for <laughs> men.
3: We should probably make that a dad's only thing because we don't, you know. Corey talked about hotel dates, and I think if we showed up in that out those outfits, the kids would be left to their own devices for you know three to seven minutes every night. So. <laughs>
2: Exactly, feels, exactly. feels, aggr-
3: feels aggressive, Kyle. Too much feels meat aggressive. Big <laughs> well, energy,
2: the mom's elevator are
3: ride up. up, elevator ride down.
2: <laughs> just women, flesh and blood.
3: Yeah, you can only do so much. Well, listen, I, thanks, uh, to everyone. A lot of fun as usual, and we'll talk to everybody soon.
2: Okay. Awesome. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>